So, who remembers what we did last time? Anybody? Okay, I'm going to use a couple of refreshers. So last time we did a, a children's talk, we looked at two things. We looked at one is what we believe, which is in the beginning God. Okay? But then we also talked about what a lot of people in the world believe, who don't believe in God, they don't want to believe in God because it means they're accountable to God, and they believe that in the beginning nothing. Now do you remember we got that carrier bag, and I got out of that carrier bag for Daniel, nothing, and I gave it to him, he dropped it, and we couldn't find it, so we had to go and get another one. And we got another lot of nothing, and he held on to it, and we waited to see how long it was before it became something. And it took all service, and it still didn't become anything. And Daniel took that home with him, and I asked him the other night whether it would become anything. And guess what? still hasn't become anything. I think we're going to be waiting a long, long time, don't you? For that nothing to become something. Okay? So what did we learn? What are our lessons? Well, we've learned that nothing can't become everything. If you've got nothing, you've got nothing. Yeah? Okay, with, with that? Okay, so that's the first thing we learn. And even if you give it lots of time, because this is one of the things that you get taught at school and we hear all the time on the news and everything else and BBC tell us and you go to universities and they'll tell you, oh, but if you give it lots of time, suddenly it's like things can happen. But is that true? Well, what we're told is that a long, 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 long time ago, and they'll use words like millions of years or billions of years even, there was a big bang, okay? And then nothing started to become everything. And what they tell us is, let's go up here, that we go from up here, where we had, it went bang here, and then all of a sudden, in a very short space of time, we started to get stuff and things And then that became other bigger stuff and bigger things. And that became stuff that became things like atoms and stuff and became planets and eventually became humans and people. Do you think that's a bit silly? I think that's a bit silly. Because how can you get from nothing, even if you give it a lot of time? See, if you look at the top here, this is something off off the internet. And this is what actually some people believe. This was on a science page. That's not science. Okay, that's non-science or what we call nonsense. Okay, it's got look, one second, three minutes, 300,000 years, 1,000 million years, and then 15,000 million years. It's like if we give it a lot of time, people say that anything can happen. That's not true, is it? So what they're saying is everything you're looking at on there, things like all the flowers, and look, look how beautiful they are, how pretty, how complicated they are. And all the trees and the mountains and the hills and all the waterfalls and the rivers in the world and things like zebras with their beautiful coats and things like rhinoceroses and beautiful birds. Look look at the the wings of that bird. How amazing that is. And all the people in the world and all the planets and maths and things like that. They say it just happened. And that's how we are where we are today. And that's what a lot of people believe and that's what you'll get taught in school. Now, Let me ask you a question, because they're saying that nothing exploded and became everything. What do you know about explosions, anybody? What do you know about an explosion? If something explodes, what happens? Things explode, and then those things become nothing. It's actually the opposite to what they think. I think what you'll find, I'll see if I've got a picture here. If you get an explosion, what are you left with afterwards? Go shout out. 
No, not left with nothing. But look, let me show you this. This building, okay, here, this one, exploded. Shall I show you what happened after it exploded? What, what do you think happened? Do, do you think suddenly there was lots of pretty flowers all growing along the outside and maybe there was another story on top and maybe it was a different colour? No? That's what happened. You see, explosions don't make anything. Explosions only destroy things, don't they? Yeah? And this is what we find everywhere we look. So explosions can never create order or things that we see, things that are, are designed. Okay? And you know, people say, but, yeah, but if you give it a lot of time, what do you think that's true? If we gave that garage, which isn't my garage, I just want to point out, if we gave that garage... It's Leon's. No, it's not. It's not. If we gave it a lot of time, do you think that would ever become tidy? On its own? No. It couldn't. That would never become tidy on its own. It's just a mess. That's the way it is. All right? Marla at home at the moment has got lots of Lego all over the kitchen table. All right? If we left it for a long, long time, do you think that would eventually become her Lego hospital? Do you think so? It won't, will it? What's got to happen for all that Lego to become Marla's Lego hospital? Somebody's got to do something. Somebody's got to get involved and actually make it happen. It needs intelligence. Well, a limited amount of intelligence. But it needs intelligence to make it happen. And this is what we realise with the world and with everything we see. You can't just go from nothing to everything without some intelligence. And the Bible says, in the beginning, God. And it says that God created everything and God designed everything to do what it does do. And what it does do, it does do very well. So... A science lesson, all right? This is called the second law of thermodynamics. Did you know that? And basically what it tells us is that everything goes from order to disorder. So if you have something that's tidy, that's neat, that's nice and proper, it eventually, if you leave it long enough, actually it won't get better on its own, it will get worse on its own, all right? Things like that. Do, have you ever had this problem in the morning where you wake up and your hair wasn't as nice as when you went to bed? Yeah? I'm sure some of the mummies here will tell you that that happens. We're not going to ask because we don't want to get in trouble. But that happens. Things go from order to disorder all the time. See? Right. Now, I have some, some cotton buds. Okay, this was some years ago. This was on our old house. I dropped them on the floor, and look what happened. They spelt out Genesis 1-1. Isn't that amazing? Who thinks, who thinks that happened? Who thinks that really happened? No. That couldn't happen accidentally, could it? I would, if I just dropped them on the floor, they'd be everywhere. What about that? I dropped my paper clips on my desk. And look what happened. Do you think that would happen by chance? It wouldn't, would it? How did that happen, do you think? You know, one sad afternoon, I sat there and I, I designed these little flowers for my paper clips. And I took a picture of them. That requires intelligence. Not a lot of intelligence, but it requires intelligence. You don't just get that. That would never happen on its own. So when we look at something like that, which is a real flower, that's far more complicated. Those petals are really complicated. They, they get the light from the sun. They bring out the water from the ground. Petals and plants are very, very complicated. And they're very beautiful and they're all lovely designs. That couldn't happen by chance either, even though people try and tell us it could. Now, that is a painting. You don't know who painted it, but what do you know about that painting? There must have been what? A painter. If there's a painting, there must have been a painter, because that couldn't have happened on its own, yeah? Would you agree with that? Now, 
this is one of the, the problems that evolutionists have and people that don't believe in God. How do we get all the order, all the design, everything else? And they say, oh, but I can't see God. Well, I, I've not seen that artist. But I know he must exist because I can see the painting. There's a house. What do I know about that house? That there must have been what? Uh, shout out. A builder, yeah? There must have been a builder. Why? How do I know there must have been a builder? Because there's a house. The house is proof there must be a builder. Have I met the builder? Have I ever seen him? No, I haven't. But he must exist because the house is there. It's the same with God. Although we may not see God with our own eyes, we know that God has to exist because we've only got to step outside and we look at the trees. We look at the world in which we live. We see design everywhere we go. All the animals, all the creatures we've got. Okay? Again, if there's a building, there must be a builder. If there's a world, if there's a universe in which we live, it didn't happen on its own. Nothing can't become everything. There must be a God. There must be someone who's responsible. So, again, we've seen that nothing can't become everything, even if you give it lots of time. And everywhere we see design, so we know there had to be a designer, and that designer is God. That's what the Bible tells us. So, if you remember last time also, we said that there's two books, okay, very important books in the world. Do you remember what they are? Anybody? Come on, shout out. Charles Darwin's one, okay. So, there was one by Charles Darwin which is called Origin of Species. Now, in this book, he suggested that he thought everything that we see, not the universe, he didn't really go that far, but he said all the, the stuff that's on the world, in the world all came about from one simple cell, one simple life form originally. And gradually, that became something different. And then it became something different, and gradually spread out and became us. And so people believe that we were related to monkeys and so on. Right? Do you think that's true? Charles Darwin said he thinks we're related to bananas. Now, we'll show you that in a moment. All right? So that was one book. The other book that's really, really important, of course, is the Bible. Now, the Bible says in the beginning, God created everything. And he said he created it after its kind. And do you remember we did that little test for the adults last time? Where we asked them, if you had a strawberry plant, what would you get? Strawberry. Okay, if you had an apple tree, you'd get... Apple. Okay, so every time we do that, we always give those answers. And we looked at a packet of seeds, if you remember. And on a packet of seeds, you always have a picture of the plant or the flower it's going to become. All right? So we know that the Bible's right because the Bible says in the beginning, there was a beginning. God, and it has to be a God because you've got to have something that's outside of time and everything else. God created everything. Okay? And he said it created everything after its kind, and that's what we see. So what do sheep produce? Anybody? Lambs. Okay. What do cats produce? Kittens. All right. And every animal we look at, they always produce after their kind. All right. So everything that the Bible says is true. Everything that Charles Darwin said, actually, we found out isn't true. Charles Darwin looked at lots of birds, and they had different beaks. And he said, that proves they've all changed. Well, what did Charles Darwin start with? Birds. What did he end up with? Birds. What have they changed into? Nothing. They, just, they were still birds. They started as birds, they ended as birds. They hadn't changed at all. But he used that and other examples to try and say things have changed. Now, this is one of the things he said. He said, it's a truly wonderful fact that all animals and all plants throughout all time and space should be related to each other. So he's saying that the, the plants, like next to Marla, and well, that's actually an artificial one, but the ones outside and all the 
creatures and animals and bananas and fruit. And they were all related to each other. That's what he said. That's silly. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that God made you and you are special. If you believe what Charles Darwin said and what the schools teach, actually they're saying that, well, you're not special really. You're just part of everything and you're no more important than a tree or a plant or anything. Well, I don't think that's right because I think all of you are really special and God made you and loves you. And that's what the Bible tells us. Now, today is a very important day. Do you know why? Because on the 30th of June in 1860, in Oxford, in England, there was something called the Great Debate. That's 158 years ago today. right? And these people all got together to have this conversation and debate. And what they were talking about is what we've just been talking about. Did God create everything, or could everything have happened by chance? Now, up until this point in history, people like Sir Isaac Newton, have you, who's heard of Sir Isaac Newton? What's, do you know what he's famous for, among other things? I haven't, I haven't got an apple, but... <laughs> Isaac Newton was sitting under a tree, apparently, one day, and an apple fell down and fell on his head. And he thought, something made that happen. And he, among other people, realized that we have something called gravity. You heard of gravity? Yeah? Gravity is the reason that you fall to the ground. Now, gravity is different on different planets, which is why I'm not overweight. I'm just on the wrong planet. I'll let you think that through. No, but Isaac Newton, lots of people, believed the Bible. And he, wrote, he actually wrote more about the Bible than he did about science. But this is one of the quotes that many prominent scientists upheld that the physical laws that Sir Isaac Newton had uncovered revealed the mechanical perfection of the workings of the universe to be akin to a watchmaker wherein the watchmaker is God. What does that mean? What was believed is, if you look at a watch, have you ever looked inside of a proper watch? Not a digital watch now, but an old analogue watch. If you look inside it, there's all these little springs and these cogs and these gears and everything else. And it's very complicated. So that it keeps time perfectly. And so people said that a watch could never happen on its own. All that metal wouldn't just come together and form a watch. And they're saying, so the universe is like that because it's so complicated that it couldn't have just happened on its own. And so that's what people believe and that's why they accept it. Now, that then leads us to a man, a Scottish man by the name of David Hume. Now, he didn't like the Bible at all. All right, and he said, oh, no, 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 living systems, everything that's alive, they said, they only appear to be like machines. And he said, unless you could show really down at the very, very small subatomic levels, so right down at the, the, the smallest parts of what make you up, unless you could prove that we are complicated beyond something that could happen by chance, then actually they were saying that everything could have happened if you give it enough time. Well, we've already looked at that, really. But this... I'm not going to go through it, is what we call a simple cell. In your body, you have got billions of these cells. Some of your cells are skin cells or nail or hair, bone. And all in your body, you've got lots of cells. And every single cell is really, really complicated. So complicated that it could never happen by chance. Now, back in 1860, what we remember today, they didn't know that. They didn't, haven't understood quite how complicated life is and everything else. Now, that's a pretty impressive bridge, isn't it? That's quite a complicated thing to build. 
That's nowhere near as complicated as a cell. Every single cell in your body is way more complicated than that. What's the most complicated thing you can think of? Anybody? What's the most complicated thing? There's lots of things that are quite complicated, aren't there? I found that machine yesterday, a picture of that. I'm not actually sure what that does, but it obviously looks like it does some kind of quarry type work. But that's quite complicated, isn't it? Yeah? A man's made that. And every cell in your body is far more complicated than that. Do you know what that is? Probably not. This is called the Hadron Collider. This is something that's built for physicists to do stuff and they, they fire particles to try and bounce into each other. This is really, really complicated. It's not the most complicated thing that we've made, but it's very, very complicated. But every cell, every single cell in your hair or your nails or your fingers or your feet or your body, your heart, your lungs, every cell in your body, every single cell is more complicated than that. Did you realize that? The Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible says that we are just, just, it's amazing how complicated we are. That is the most complicated thing man has ever made. That's the space shuttle. I'm sure you've seen pictures of the space shuttle before. But there are, let me just read to you. There are 2.5 million parts. There's about 230 miles of wire inside that thing, connecting everything together. There's about a 1,000 plumbing valves and connections and over 1,440 circuit breakers and so on and all sorts of other bits inside that. That is really, really, really complicated. It's the most complicated thing that man's ever made. And that is not as complicated as each cell in your body. Do you think that could just happen by chance? Of course it couldn't. That took lots of very clever people, lots of time, very skillful people to build that and make that so it could go up into space. Right? Every cell in your body is more complicated than that. Which means there must be a designer who's far more clever than man. Okay? Anyway, this debate. So, we had two people. We had a man, a Christian, by the name of Bishop Samuel Wilberforce. Okay? And he was standing to defend the Bible and saying, no, there must be a designer. On the other side, there was a man called Thomas Huxley. Okay, Thomas Huxley was, Huxley was a friend of Charles Darwin. And Charles Darwin's book had only just come out at this point. And Huxley said that if it could be demonstrated that anything, any complex thing, could have come about purely, sorry, that couldn't have come about on its own, it would prove his theory wrong. Well, they didn't know how complicated our bodies are and ourselves are at that point. Okay, so what Huxley said is, I want you to give me six monkeys, hypothetically, not real monkeys, but imagine, give me six monkeys and give me six typewriters and give me all the paper I need and let them start typing. This is true, this is really what he said. He said, and I can tell you that if you give them limitless time, as much time as they need, eventually they will produce all the works of Shakespeare. Okay, now Shakespeare is an author. When you get older, you'll read some of Shakespeare's things. Okay, he wrote lots of books and stories and plays and things. Okay, and they said that if you leave those monkeys, gradually they just press one key and then they just happen to press another key and then they press another key and they actually get the entire works of Shakespeare and Psalm 23 as well, they said, all by random chance. Amazingly, people believed him. 
what we're going to do, we're going we're gonna to try a little experiment. Okay? I want to see whether this is even slightly possible. Okay? So, I'm sure you've all seen cards before. Okay? And I'm going to use this because it's a great way of, of doing this now. Okay. Connie, I want you to take a card from that pack. Just any card. Okay. Now, don't show me. Show it to everybody. I bet that's between 1 and 20. Fantastic. Thanks. Right. <clears throat> that was just a little... That's the sum of my card trick, by the way. Okay. Now, you can see the order that they're supposed to go in. Uh, the, the order we've got them in there. So we're going to start with the diamonds, okay? We're going to start with the two, and the three, and the four. But what you've got to do is do it randomly. Because that's what would have to happen. In nature, if everything was to come about by chance. So, uh, do you want to pick a card? Don't turn it over. Okay, you pick a card. Any card, don't turn it over. Okay, do you want to pick a card? Just choose anyone. Right. Now, I don't want to be insulted, but you're going to be our monkeys. Alright? So what I want you to do now... We're going to start with Marla, and then Amita, and then James, and then Caitlin, and turn them over. What I need you to do, they've got to be all in the right order. So we need a two, a three, a four, a five, a six of diamonds to start with. So what have you got, Marla? <sighs> Nine of clubs. So you failed. That's the first card. That's not good. So hopefully, you've got, at least you've got maybe a two or a three, and we start again. What have you got? No, King. James, what have you got? The Queen, is it? Sorry, Queen. James, what have you got? Turn over. Oh, it's diamonds, but what number is it? It's eight. Okay, so that hasn't helped us. Caitlin, what have you got? Have you just over? It's a seven of hearts. That's way away. Connie, what have you got? It's over. Oh, queen of, queen of diamonds. Well, it's a diamond, but it's, again, it's the wrong one. And what have you got, Ella? King. And now, what have you got? All right. Come on back. Go to again. Okay. Okay. Bear with us. Swim along. Okay, take it. Okay, let's just start with the first two to start with. Make sure we get get going. All right, so Marla, you must have the two of diamonds. What have you got? Nine. What have you got, Mita? Start again. Come on. Bear with us. Do, do, do you start to see the problem we've got here? Yeah. Do you realise how long this will take? Apparently, if we were to do this all day, it would take, well, it wouldn't. We wouldn't be able to do it. It's about 10 to the 68, okay? So if you imagine the number 10 with 68 zeros after it, think how big that number is, okay? That's almost as much as the number of atoms in the entire universe, okay? That's how many chances or many times you potentially have to do this before you've got them in that sequence. And then, because we've only got here, we've only got 52 cards, we'd have to do it all again, so we get at least 100. Why 100? Because, if you remember, last time we talked about the fact with my winter, everything is made up of atoms. Oh, sorry, electrons, rather. Okay? Or atoms, potentially, is what we're looking at. Um, so, electrons, remember, we, uh, Connie and Kate, and they did that whizzy thing around the outside... Yeah, do you remember that? We were talking about that last time. So that leads us on to our atoms. So we have the electrons that are on the outside and in the middle, we've got the protons and the neutrons. Those make up everything. 
All right? So what we have to do, once we've got those, they form molecules. They join together. Now, this is, this is even before we've got to what you were trying to do. And then molecules form together to form very complex things. That's just what water would be. So atoms form molecules. And then they form things like amino acids. Now, what we were doing would be like the test to make an amino acid chain. Now, all of, our, all of us and life and everything else is made up of these long chains of these chemicals. But they're at least 100 long. Now, I'm going to make it easy for you. I'm going to give you the cards, all right? For the adults, all those chains are all left-handed, so this makes it doubly difficult. In fact, even more so, because every single one of them has got to be the right one. So, but girls and boys now, try and get me this sequence, all right? Okay, and when you've got them, if you just come and lay them on the top step up here, just, just try and do the top row for now, for time. Now, okay, so on, on, the, so on the top row, so lay them all out, just so they match what we've got up there. Now, bear in mind, in this, this great debate that took place in Oxford, the argument was that this whole thing, in fact, way more complicated than this, could just come about by random processes. And we're just dealing with potentially playing cards here. They were saying the entire works of Shakespeare and so on, if you gave it enough time, could happen by random chance. Okay, so that's the jack. We've got the jack. Okay, almost. That's the king, yeah? That's the king, king diamonds. So you're looking for two more still. It's not easy even when you can see them, is it? Yeah, you've got one more to come. Have we got it? Okay. So we've got, let's have a look. So we've got two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Jack, queen, king, ace. I think you should give a round of applause. No, don't. Don't, because, just sit down a minute. As good as that looks, what Huxley didn't know... And what the people who were debating with him and all his friends and Darwin didn't know is that at the time, they're saying we could get all this long chain and they were talking about things like amino acids that they could just form on their own. If you give it enough time, it could happen. What they didn't tell you is as good as that looks, the moment you put your four down, I'm going to take the two away. Because the chemicals would break down. They would never be able to join a chain. And so I take that one. And then you've got two and I can take now take the five away. And then you, maybe you get two and I'll take the eight away. So you'd never get a chain. It's impossible. It doesn't matter how long you give it. It doesn't matter whether you give it forever. You'll never get that long chain because it can't ever happen. Now, Huxley and Darwin and all those people didn't know that at the time, but we know it now. And what it tells us very, very clearly is that evolution is impossible. It cannot happen. It's not just a, we believe this, they believe that. It's not just we believe the Bible and they believe what Darwin said. Actually, science tells us that evolution cannot happen. It's impossible. Okay? So, hopefully, some of that's gone in. But that actually, that debate took place 158 years ago today. Okay, and they were trying to say that everything could come about, everything could happen on its own if you give it enough time. And as we've shown, it doesn't matter how long you give it, it doesn't matter what time you give it, it's impossible. It will never, ever happen. So, just to remind us, nothing can't become everything, even if you give it lots of time. Everywhere we look, we see designs, we know there had to be designer. And it always comes down to these two books. Darwin's book, we find out, was wrong. Things can't change, they can't become something other than they were. 
And we find out that the Bible was right all along. That's it. Done. Thank you very much. If you want to go and sit down again. Sadly, we live in a world where our children are indoctrinated on an almost daily basis. And they're told at school that this is what we just looked at, that evolution is possible. They're told that it, it all happened, that it's facts. Every textbook they're given to read will start with millions of years ago or billions of years ago. And the idea, of course, is if we put it so far back in the past, it must be possible. But as we showed, even the likes of the, the garage example, it doesn't matter how long you give something, you'll never create order from disorder. Something put this universe together with the incredible complexity and order that we see. And the Bible makes it very, very clear that that was God. Okay, so people may laugh at us sometimes because we're Christians. They may think that what we believe is silly. In actual fact, it's the other way around. What they believe is really very foolish because there is no support for it. But they just choose to believe it. It's what Psalm 14 tells us, that the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So hopefully, children, you've learned something there. You've just got to see a little bit more of just how impossible evolution really is. And if people laugh and joke, just remember what the Bible says. That actually the people that do that, who laugh at you, are actually a bit foolish. We, we shouldn't go around and, and mock it and laugh at them, but we need to try and help them understand. Okay, because God loves everybody. God has created this incredible world, and the most important part of the Bible, which we're saying is the most important book in the world, is that God sent Jesus so that we can all have a relationship with God. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you for this time this morning. We thank you for this simple reminder that this world and everything in it could not have come about by random processes. It couldn't have come about as a result of an accident. That everything we see was intentionally and purposefully designed. Lord, from the mountains, to the trees, to the fish, to the birds. Lord, to the language that we speak. To the wonderful laws in nature of gravity and all the mathematical laws, the things we get to study. Lord, all of these things tell us that there is design and that there is an incredible designer. And we just thank you that through the Bible we are introduced to that design and we realize, Lord God, that it is you. And that you, by your grace, have allowed us to have a relationship with you, the one who created everything because of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time. Help us to just process and understand these things and to be absolutely confident in our faith, and trusting you in all things. Lord, we just praise you for this morning and just pray you bless our time of fellowship now as we go from here. In Jesus' name, amen.